Mike Stadler, Carl Duffy, the Obsession Podcast, coming back at you. Come on, Carl. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good, Mike. How are things going over there? Oh, not bad, not bad. Not not good. Bad. So, got a question here. Mm-hmm. This is something we've gone through a ton of times with people. <laughs> um, so, basically, the moment of truth. We always call it that five seconds when things really count. Five seconds of fame. The one, the one chance you might get might come down to five seconds. It's true. And the mistakes that are made in that time. Um, basically, what are the mistakes? Which we can go through many of those. Yep. And then how to get over them and how to correct them. Alrighty then. Well, I can honestly say I had this happen to me this year. In uh, a severe case of it too, down in South Dakota on mule deer. And for it's like I forgot. I'm to do anything, yeah, really? dude. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, you were there. I was there. Yeah. It was a freaking nightmare. Um, uh, biggest mistakes. You don't take the time to do what you know how to do and run through your, um, what I call a program. I didn't, I wasn't ranging. I wasn't um, doing anything correctly in my draw cycle, my aiming cycle. I mean, I have a six-second shot sequence. Whether we're shooting 3D targets, spots, practicing, and hunting. It's the same every time. And for some reason, I absolutely <clears throat> lost it in South Dakota this year. Where I, that's the second time in my life that I've had that happen. First time was when we were in North Dakota. Same thing, mule deer. That's how much it means to me. Where I, I just I remember. And... Uh, and then this past year in South Dakota. And basically what it is, is you, you don't step through your steps to make the proper shot. And we're, we're always shooting yardage out there, so it's emphasized by a million. Mm-hmm. So basically I guess the, the number one thing is to make it repetitive enough to um, not have this happen. And how do you do that? Practice, mm-hmm. practice. Practice makes better. Matt, practice does make better. Proper English practice makes better. <laughs> and practice don't make perfect. No. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, along, I, I've done it a million times, still do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this year I blame myself on my buck. Uh, slam dunk. Yeah. And, you know, forget one key aspect as you're letting that arrow go and it turns into a, week-long recovery of a deer, you know, true. Yeah. that's wasted. Uh, and it's, I think a lot of it is, I know it is with you and me, is you want that animal so bad. Yeah. That sometimes you're a spaz. <laughs> you know, true. and you forget everything that's going to help you put it on the ground. Um, I mean, contrary to popular belief, they don't want to die. No. <laughs> no, and they'll do everything not to. And they, you know, and... You know, people that say they're not smart or whatever, and you know, you, you get a if you get that one chance, you got to make sure everything's right. And the, the biggest thing, you know, we've always told people, and then when we don't do it, you know, you really feel dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, practice with your preach is the ranging thing, right? Um, and especially out west, we know because we've cost ourselves so many opportunities out there. Like, well, that's only this far. Yeah, and it's not. You no, know, it's always it's always further than that. Exactly. And it's just so hard to judge out there. And, like you said, your cycles of 
you know, shooting and, you know, and I think it starts too, like, you know, we even started with this, right? Changed my draw cycle up, you know, where I was drawing low to high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's low to high is not the way to draw your bow. No, you're going to shoot low. And it's just, it is a fact. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure we'll have people that will chime in on that, which is awesome, gives us another topic later. But, right. <laughs> uh, you know, low to high, and it, it's proven. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Carl told me this point, this out, we're shooting league, you know, and league does mean something. Not that we care about the league and winning it. No. We're practicing with what we hunt with. Yep. Trying to be better in the field. That's all we care about. Yeah. You know, if we win, if we win it, great. We don't. It's probably because we got cheated on it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so consistently, I hit low. Yeah. You know, left and right, perfect. Yeah. Always low. Always low. I was like, you need to draw from high to low. Settle in. Because if you think about the muscles in your shoulder, which you'd think I would know about. Yeah. You do. But. But the archery aspect is yeah. a little different too, yeah. You know, coming from a, a high to low position, very little um, strain on the muscles of the shoulder because mm -hmm. you're dropping it in. Yep, 100%. Pulling it up, you're engaging, you're engaging muscle. every muscle to pull it up and then try to hold it for a shot. And it just makes sense. Yep. You know, and I told this to, you know, a friend of ours, so he was having problems. And I said, I said, look at it this way. I said, when you're in a tree stand, are you drawing from the ground up? No. Well, no. Exactly. I said, so why are you shooting on the ground from the ground up? You're always you're always up high in a tree stand, and then you're, you're angling down on your animal. Yeah, 100%. At some point, yep. even if it's a further shot, you're still coming down. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. And I said, well, it's just kind of a thing to think about. Maybe. Yeah. A, square, a square frame. So what I mean by a square frame <clears throat> is if you look at an archer from the front. Basically, his draw arm, so his forearm here, this forearm, and his bow arm. That forearm should be absolutely, if you made two lines, because it's going to be a little higher than the arrow, parallel with the arrow level. And the only time you actually bend anywhere should be at your waist. Everything should be square. And uh, that's probably the biggest part of it. Always draw above your target, and I don't care if it's two inches, four inches, five feet. They do not want you to really sky draw, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> draw it up above and then square down into the target and then you're not engaging that mm -hmm. muscle and make you that much more, right. uh, I guess, sound or controlled. You get that slower float, yep. like we always talk about when we're talking about aiming the bow. Uh, learned that a long, long time ago from a couple professional archers that, that taught me how to shoot. Um, you know, the other part of that, uh, it's... Put yourself under stress to learn how to handle the stress uh, of that particular short period of time. If you if you if you can practice under stress, like we'll compete against each other. That's how we are. You know, together. If you find somebody that you could compete against with you or better than you or as good as you, or you challenge each other, like let's just say you, some people shoot for a beer or something like that. Mike and I shoot for bragging rights for the week. Mm -hmm. Very last shot of the yeah. course. We really don't care what we shot for, <clears throat> for, but I win the week or he wins the week, and guess what? He's the champ for the week or I'm the champ for the week, and you want it that much more when that shot comes again the next week. So, you know, challenge yourself that way. Put a little pressure on yourself where your mind actually has to work. 
Uh, it's real important to uh, make yourself better. Um, we've both shot different things in professional uh, atmospheres where there's lots of people watching. You know, Mike was a professional dart thrower for years, shot worlds, nationals, won all these tournaments throwing darts where there's TV cameras and everybody's watching you. And I've shot archery under high pressure situations. You know, when you get the top five guys shooting for money, shoot offs, things like that. Um, you know, when you've got hundreds of people watching you, it's your mind that messes with you, not your skill. Because if you're good and you can separate yourself from what you think is happening around you, you are going to make a better shot. And it's yeah, 100% with what Carl said, your mind will let you down every time. Yeah. It is not anything else. It's always mental. Yeah, always <laughs> mental. I mean, unless you have a physical injury. Right. But mentally is where we break down, you know, and the, the things you're talking about with that is ways to try to overcome it. Um, you know, uh, another thing, too, that I think I learned from you is, and I tell people this all the time, I said, you should be shooting your bow enough, in my opinion, mm -hmm. that you should be able to close your eyes, draw that bow, oh. and open your eye, and that scope and that peep sight and everything should be square. Yep. Without looking at it. Yeah. Every time. And I'm telling you, if you do it, it's just natural in a tree or in the field. Yeah. Um, you know, on a spot stock, whatever, and it does make a difference. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Where you, when you draw that bull back, especially when we're spotting stocking out west. Yep. Um, if you draw that bull back, if I go like this, pull that bull back, and it's dead, my peeps in there, my frame is inside. I'm looking right down that frame. Number one, my mind's immediately at ease mm -hmm. because now I'm not thinking, okay, I got to square everything up, yeah, I got to change this, change to that. Get things right, right, because then you <laughs> screw it up anyway. Because if you just do, if we're making an 80, 70, 80 yard shot and you're out of square anywhere in your peep, in your frame, you're going to miss. Because you're talking a foot <laughs> down range. Yep. So it's very important to be able to do that. Repetitive, like, you know, Mike talks about. I'll, I'll do it in my basement where I'll go down and I do it weekly where I'll just cycle my bowl with my eyes closed, square up, and then look through the peep. And sooner or later, you get so used to squaring up that you're dang near perfect every time. You'll pick that out. Um, some people use different pieces of equipment on their strings. Uh, Mike and I really aren't firm believers in that. Uh, kisser buttons and nose buttons nowadays, a lot of people use that stuff. It helps you. I'm not going to say it'll make you perfect because it does not make you perfect in your frame. Even if you put that stuff on your string, Sometimes when you draw the bow back, if you actually look through it, your frame's left, right, up, down, so you're changing all of that. Something to just continually practice throughout the year. You know, and then, you know, for us also, um, for out west, I think is, is practicing in longer yardages. When you practice at longer yardages and uh, push yourself at those, you actually see your form flaws more. Mm -hmm. And that's it, yeah, and that's real important. Uh, when it comes to the longer out west shooting um, and how to make yourself better doing that is like I said make the front part of your stuff <laughs> correct so looking through the peep and framing with your with your scope and then being able to hold that frame and be able to shoot them longer distances mm -hmm. uh, under pressurized pressure circumstances so I think that's important um, yeah it's you know like 
I tell people all the time, you know, most people know us anyway, a lot with that stuff, but um, once it gets nice out, yeah. like after a little bit, I don't shoot under 50 yards anymore. No, in summer, you know, yeah, I never shoot under 50. I just 50. don't because I, I can make those shots. Yeah. And I know I can make them all the time. <clears throat> so I want to shoot 50 out because we're out west, you know, now a couple times a year. Yep. You know, so looking at, you know, antelope, a couple mule deer tags a year. You're, not, you're probably not going to have a 30-yard shot. I mean, no. God, it'd be great. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. So, and that makes you better because you can't, like you said, screw up at all. Nothing can be off. Everything has to be squared. Everything has to be the same every time. Yeah. And when you get up to make a 20 or 30-yard shot, it's just easy. Yeah, repetition is the most important part <coughs> of everything. So, like we like we talked many, many times, you know, uh, practice makes better practice makes better <laughs> so practice that's the big big thing too oh if you're changing equipment too uh, you know it's important to have faith in your equipment you know you'll see mike and i haven't changed bows now in three four years i've been shooting mine since 18. yeah so mike's been shooting yeah years. mike mike switched back to pse before i did because i still had a year or two on a contract with a bow company <clears throat> Um, which was still a good bow company, mm -hmm. but the PSEs are something that we believe in, uh, and I don't think we're ever going to change again. Uh, we're shooting their carbon risered uh, Mach 1s. <laughs> They're great bows. Um, but having faith in your equipment where you don't have to think about anything else is also that mental game part of things. Don't be the guy who practices at 20, 30, 40, and maybe 50, and then it's taking 50, 60, and 70 yard shots. Right. You know, Usually work well. Yeah. well, effective range is what yeah. I call it. I know that, you know, that just that's just part of that too. I think you know the the moment of truth because it's it's picking up the it's picking up the wind outside somehow. I mean, it's resonating through. Oh, that is what it's doing. Yeah. Turn that. Yeah, turn the mic down. Just yeah. Turn this one down a little bit. So. Um, you know, the other thing too is, you know, I tell people all the time, don't, you're looking at antlers. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's a deer I'm going to shoot. Mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to say, but I know that I do it. I don't look again. Like, oh. now I'm looking, okay, where's my shot going to be? Range finders in my hand. Yeah. You know, because I've blown, I blew the biggest deer of my life by not ranging on whitetail wise. Yeah. Um, so... And I tell guys a million times, and I know you'll say the same thing, if you can't get a range and you don't know it, don't shoot. Sure. Yeah. Because it's just, you can't, there's another thing, you can't make it happen. No. <laughs> no. You know, you, it's... I guess the thing about it is you put yourself in the situation. And either it's going to happen or it's not. Right. You have to know your own capabilities. Um, like you said, you can't make yeah. it happen. You can't force shots. You can't, yeah. Don't. We see, we see people all the time well, that force shots. This is a prime example. This year you had one of the biggest deer on my property yeah. early. I mean, it was, what, early October, wasn't it? Yeah, it was early. First and, time in that season. And he was within 30 yards of you for an hour. For an hour. And you never shot him. No. Because, number one, well, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, it was the yeah. smart thing to do. Yeah. You know, and he, you know, Mike knew, yeah, you know, he could probably try and force one through there, mm -hmm. but.
But what if all of a sudden it deflects on a limb or a tree, twig or something, and it kicks back? Yeah. You know. Or, and, or and the worst thing is a wounded animal. Right. You know. And big, that's the big part. And not that it's any different, a wounded buck or a wounded doe, but you're definitely not wanting to wound a, a giant buck that you're trying to hunt on your property. Right. You know. Right. And you know, I I know for a fact this year. I went to full draw four times on your property mm-hmm. and never fired an arrow. Yep. Um, I shot one doe one night, yep. but never shot at four different bucks. And I had I had that other one at what, five yards? Yeah. Literally? Yeah. But no shot. No shot. Literally rubbing, making a rub and a scrape on the tree <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you know, and I didn't have, I was at full draw on it, but I did not have a shot. Yeah. And it's like... You know, you see people try to force that crap through there. You know, it can happen. It can. If you're lucky. Yeah. But, you know, 90% of the time, that's just not going to work. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's, you got to let that stuff go. And it's hard to let your bow down and, you know, think that's your opportunity. But and You'll get another opportunity. <laughs> respect for the game is important. Yeah. Your opportunities are what you make. Yeah. For yourself. Yep. So it's. You know. And that's different than trying to make it happen when we say that, just yeah. so you're aware. Um, you know, but, you know. I guess the big thing back to the back to the, the main <coughs> question of it is, you know, you have to put yourself under pressure to perform under pressure, mm-hmm. and if you can't do that, you need to find a way. Yeah. I don't care who you are or what you do. You have to find a way to challenge yourself. This should be that way in life anyway. Yeah. You know, get out of your comfort zone. Yes. Don't. Whether if you're shooting archery, shoot out of your comfort Success zone. Success is outside of your comfort zone. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It is. If you're comfortable doing it, then you don't need to practice that anymore. You yeah. need to make yourself better and practice something harder. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'll say this. You know, when I first met you, mm-hmm. I bow hunted. Yeah. Um, you know, real green into it. Um, had done it for a few years. You had shot deer. Um, had, yeah, but green as hell. And, you know, I didn't think I was a very good shot. And I went with you. Mm-hmm. We shot all the time. And I got my ass kicked everywhere we went, you know. Um, but and I'm that guy. Like, I can't handle it. You're getting better. Yeah. Like, I can't handle it. Like, <laughs> I got to be better. Yeah. So push yourself to be better. 100%. Be better and be better and be better, you know. And, and sound, surround yourself <laughs> with people who are better. Yeah. Or people you can learn from. Educate yourself as much as you can on whatever you think you want to do. Yeah. Deer hunting is a... Bow hunting is a thing over 30 plus years, I'll say this. Bow hunting is a thing that you will find people are very opinionated on. Probably including ourselves. But this is what works for us. This is what we share with you guys. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. you'll take some of it and be able to convert it into maybe making you better. Yeah. That's the thing. you got to push yourself. You know... uh, Goals aren't negotiable. I'm gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. It's one of my. I'm gonna use that as one of my taglines. Tagline. That and uh, you know I say it all the time. Control what you can control. So yeah. Ranging, practice. Yep. Um, physical health. Physical condition. You know conditioning. Um, is obviously it all plays in. Even if a whitetail hunter, you know, um, you get cranked up. You just stand. You know, and that now it comes into your breathing. Um, you know, you get cranked up during the time when the deer is coming. You got to make a shot, and you can't calm yourself down. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna make a poor shot, probably or a miss, because I've done it. Oh yeah. You know, and I've learned now how to 
make that, and then I get cranked up. Oh, yeah. It's after I shoot now yeah. when I shake. Then I got to sit down. Yeah. But I'm calm during the whole process. Yeah. You know, and the arrow goes off. I see where the arrow hits. Yeah. Another thing I was taught, yep. pay attention, and you'll most likely make a better shot. 100%. You know, a lot of people are, are I, I, would have, I can't stand the bow tipping oh, the, out of your hand when they, these guys make a shot and the yeah. bow tips forward out of your hand. That's not perfect form. If you do that, congratulations. I don't think you're a good shot. Yeah. I'll say it right now. Yeah. Because you, uh, a good bow shot to me is like shooting a gun, um, throwing a dart like yep. when I used to do it. There has to be a follow-through. And 100%. a follow-through on a bow shot is you know, the release back off yep. and holding that arm out. Because you can drop as you're letting release, and it will affect your arrow. Oh yeah. Or pull it side to side if you're going to peak. Same thing on a gun. Yeah. Well, it's even when we it's, when we're shooting league, and all of a sudden we shoot low. Yeah. My shot will break. I'll be holding, holding, holding. So yeah. I get what I call a dip boom, where if I hold too long, I'm going to get one of these, yeah. and it'll go dip boom, and the shot breaks because we're always on the edge with our release, and the shot breaks. I'll just turn right to Mike. I'm like, yeah, drop my arm. Yeah. Or he'll see it, he'll say it before I even turn around. He's like, "Yeah, drop your arm," because we always watch each other. The other thing too is if you get somebody who will critique you, your friends are friends, and if they're really your friend and you're doing something like this, they'll tell you, "Hey, dude, drop your arm," mm -hmm. or true. "You're you're hard on the backside, or you're doing this, or you're doing that." Because yeah. all that's going to do, don't take it as criticism. Take it as constructive criticism. Make yourself better so you don't do that. Yeah, you know, that's why we hunt together, too. You yeah. Know, we see all that stuff. Hey, we learned a lot this year, dude. Yeah. We learned a lot of, I learned a lot of what not to do in certain times. Because you're a little more, when it comes to mule deer hunting, it's easier if you're the guy that's not shooting. Because, you know, I can listen to him. If he says something to me, that makes sense. I'll I'll do it. Last this past year, I was in such a hurry. I was so mind straight. I'm trying to shoot a mule deer that I didn't do the stuff I was supposed to do. And Mike's like, "Dude, just slow down. You gotta slow down." And I was in such a hurry. The very first day, we had two giants, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I think that messed my head up bad when I shot over the top of that deer. Mm -hmm. And should have just waited then too, mm -hmm. but. That's just one of the things that I remember learning distinctly, yeah. which was my fault, which I'm sorry for, and won't happen this next year. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, that's you know that's the same thing you say critiquing like, you know we we got done out there and I I told Car right out because I was mad. Mm -hmm. So I told him like, look, this is the way it has to be. It has to be this way or it can't be at all. Yeah. Like we do this together, that means we're doing it together. Yeah. Listen to the other guy, work with the other guy. There's always going to be times, you know, if, if you guys do go out and spot and stalk together, there's going to be times where a guy, the shooter, has to take, you know, a different position and the other guy's got to stay back. Yep. You know, and then, but use that guy. That's why we do it. Yep. You know, um, especially if you got somebody you can trust. You know, yeah. we've sat in, you know, in the whitetail woods together for how long? You know, 20 plus years and we don't you know we don't sit in the same tree anymore we we all film ourselves now and very rare i don't even remember the last time that we've actually filmed a whitetail hunt that way but yeah well i mean we'll sit this year was fortunate we were fairly close yeah, to each close. other when, we, when i shot the free show yeah and it's it's trust you yeah. know it's trust and all that stuff and you know if you're gonna get mad when somebody tells you you're doing something wrong then you better think about yourself yeah 
yeah, you got a problem right there. Because that's going to be your problem. And you're, if you're going to mind block yourself, you know, you're, you're not going to ever get any better. And it's um, like anybody that's hung with us, they take it one of two ways. Yeah. And there's only two ways that they've ever taken it. One, they can't handle it. Yep. Because they think we're too hard on them. We push too hard being assholes. We're type, type A personalities. Yeah. You know, and there's the people that listen and do everything we can because we want you to be successful. Like, yeah. we're not going to go with you. We're not going to waste our time or yeah. our efforts to for you not to be successful, you yeah. know, is the biggest thing. And we always help the people that are with <laughs> us. We're not going to, we're going to take you out because we want you to be successful. You have to understand that part. <clears throat> but we're not going to do it for you. I can't, I can't make the shot for you. 100%. I can't make it for myself sometimes. Well, me either, obviously. <laughs> you know, but there's a lot to that. You know, but the criticism part of things, you have to be able to understand that. You have to be willing to learn. Never think that you know it all because we get a lot of that. Well, I know this and I know that. Well, that's great. That's mm -hmm. good information. We appreciate your guys' comments. Never think that we're talking down to you. We're not doing that mm -hmm. either. But this is what we've learned. You guys teach us also when we get your comments. Yep. There's plenty of things that we've gotten from you guys that we appreciate. Too. Well, it's, it's like you said, you know, we, we put out there what's worked for us. Yep. That's why, that's why we put it out there because yep. it's worked for us. We don't put it out there as, hey, watch this. This yep. don't work. Let's tell them to do that. We're not doing that. No. Who the hell is going to watch us if we're <laughs> trying to help you? We want you guys to be yep. as successful as we are every year. <clears throat> and we'll yep. show you some of the pictures of uh, the people that have been watching the show for quite a few years and uh, putting comments forth, people who are our friends now that we talk and communicate with, and we want to talk and communicate with all of you, um, and we want your opinions on things also, yep. whether it be the show or what you do or however you guys learn to maybe make your shot sequence or something, yeah. things like that, but you know, the, the, <clears throat> that, that five seconds of fame comes down to your own ability to control your mind, your body, yep. and do what's right to make the shot and make it count i think yeah it is it is and it's it's all preparation it all comes with experience you know it really does there's i mean there's some people that just can do it yeah there are naturals off that i'll do it and i'll tell you this too you know, if you have a lot of success there's going to be a point where you're not going something's going to go to hell yeah and you got to start all over and then you're like now what do you do yep so having success is great <laughs> being able to recover from failure is even better because not everybody is, you're, at one point in your life, you're always going to fail. And that's how you learn. <clears throat> Failure teaches you more than success does, to be honest with me. That's when you learn, so. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you get a chance, while just listen to the podcast, check us out on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Amazon. Also at rss.com. And check our pretty faces out right YouTube, here. baby. Yeah, buddy. If you want to check us out on Instagram, go to our Rush Outdoors WI or The Obsession Podcast Hunting. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Later.